The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Disasters, Schlock Abuse Edition. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this uh, this particular one was uh, kind of thematic. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. You know. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, let, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm the Groots. F you honor. And uh, I assigned you a movie. That had a title reference <laughs> similar to another film that we did yeah. called Manborg. That's right. And I was hoping maybe this was the bastard sequel of sorts to it. But that's not the case. Not at In all. Anyway. No, no, I no. love the shit out of Manborg, and I don't ever need to see the movie assigned me ever, ever again. Before so. we mention the title, right. I, I, I need to briefly talk about the movie I was going to assign you. Oh, God. Which <laughs> is a movie called Dick Shark. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> and it had a pretty intense cover uh, with what looked like a woman going down on a dick that had a shark for a head. <laughs> And this was this particular movie was directed by a guy named Bill Zabub. God damn it, really? He's not even try- they're not even trying. And I ended up actually trying to preview this movie just to see what I was going to be giving you. Right. And it was unendurable. <laughs> How long did you make it into that before you were like, fuck this, I had to turn this off? I what well, I watched the whole movie, but I I, pl- I I had to fast forward through a lot of sequences yeah. because somehow this movie is two hours and 24 minutes long. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who wrote a script for Dig Shark that had enough content for that long a movie? No, no, no. Yeah, the, I would have made it that long, man. I'm, I'm telling you. No, no, no. You're mistaken. The script was probably 30 pages. Yeah. Maybe. But there were so many sequences of naked women and him fondling boobs and everything, ever almost every sequence was in slow motion. God damn it! And it just made everything take. So it's probably forever. actually like an like a ninety minute movie. But if they that. just slow motion so many scenes, they made a two twenty four. If they played everything regular speed, yeah. that movie would be like eighty minutes long. God damn! It was. I I just had to fast forward so much. It. It's not a. It doesn't qualify as a movie. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it it was fucking unendurable. And as much as I love to fuck with you with schlock abuse, yeah, I could not put you through that. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. No. I I I I I would. I legit was like I. He will hate me and quit <laughs> and quit the damn podcast. Yeah. No more schlock abuse. <laughs> We're done. Fuck you. <laughs> so. Right, anyway, let's... I didn't do that one. The movie I did assign you was Sheborg. Sheborg, with the slogan, part woman, part machine, total destruction. 
So tell me the oh. fuck about Shebor because I have right. not seen it. Came out in 2016, directed by Daniel Armstrong. He didn't do really. It's it's it looks like a British production. Um, everybody in there has a British accent. Mm. Um, but fairly low budget. Like I would put it in the um, was the uh, what's the bikini. The, or the oh, beach blanket, beach Frankenstein. blanket Frankenstein. That level of just, hey, we know some people, and we've got a camera, or I guess a phone. I don't know if this was even filmed on camera. Well, I did notice that this was released by Wild Eye Releasing, yeah. and we've covered a couple of their movies, including the amazing Velocipaster. Yep, yep. But uh, this is not one of their... It was What was taunting is the trailers before I started it looked really good. And I wish I'd watched one of those movies. Because, yeah, I think they got some quality movies. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, so it goes. All right. So it's, it's got some tongue-in-cheek stuff in there. But, uh, yeah, it was a rough, rough go. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't even remember what the running time was. But it was, it whatever it was, you could have cut, like, 30 minutes out of it. I did look at it, and it was much shorter yeah. than Dick Shark. There you go. It was, like, 80-some minutes. So I was like, okay. All right, so cut to first scene. Two punk rock chicks are fucking vandalizing shit. And you see, like, these uh, vote blah, blah, blah for mayor and, like, anarchy signs, anarchy. So they're vandalizing shit. And one chick's got red, bright red hair. Um, the other one, I'll be honest, I just kept calling her British Amy Poehler. She looked sort of like Amy Poehler. <laughs> she had, like, the blonde hair, but she always wore, like, a weird hat that wasn't punk rock. But... You just assume they they kept playing wannabe punk rock music while they were doing shit, and, and the other the girl with red hair was had the lip ring and like had the you know Doc Martens and plaid pants and everything like so they were vandalizing shit, and then also the cops show up and they pretty much are like fuck you cop or they see the cop they see a cop car and they go all right fucking let's let's mark this shit so of course where they put on the cop car. Fucking anarchy. Because <laughs> they're punk rock, man. I mean, you got that's all you had to do. Of course, then the cops walk back to the car. They go, hey, you. And then um, I guess you could call it a chase scene. But the slowest chase scene ever. Nobody <laughs> is really, like, again, we brought this up a couple times where I feel like either they only have a certain amount of area they can rec- film in or whatever, but, like, they're not running fast at all. <laughs> the girls start running away, the cops, and there's just, like, slow motion running, but at regular film speed. <laughs> so, eventually, Red and Impolar get fucking caught by the cops, and they're, we're taking you downtown, or whatever, all right? So, then cut to this weird, um, I out in space, and there's this, I, it looked like a croissant, ship where it just looked like like a croissant but made out of metal just floating in space that which, sounds that sounds like like the ferengi marauder sort of but more like a croissant all right okay like, even more so i feel like they could have took a croissant and wrapped it in aluminum foil and then painted a few things it's, it's oh wow yeah super low budget but then we're out <laughs> in space and we find out this chick cyborg chick is in front of all these other aliens and the main alien there says, you stand accused against crimes against the lords of the galaxy. Okay? Okay. So, and what I noticed is, is um, again, all the aliens besides the Cyborg, they all look like Daryl Hannah's character from Blade Runner. <laughs> they all have blonde hair. They've painted over their eyes 
and are wearing kind of the same outfits. And I was like, did they get a transmission from space on Blade Runner? Like, that is what we all look like. Because everybody looks like fucking Daryl Hannah's character. I want to go to that. Yeah. That that world. Yeah. That was pretty fucking sexy. Except that includes the dudes. (laughs) So... Well, which, you know, I mean, whatever your your preference. Uh, yeah, you know. which the one guy in there that you see in the background kind of looks like um, Rocky from Rocky Horror, like, but with black makeup on because he has the nice short hair, blonde hair. If I hair. had the chance to fuck Pris from Blade Runner, I'd do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, oh, was she a, looks wild. She was a pleasure model. Yes, she was. Oh, yikes. So at that point, <laughs> they, can, they sentence her to death. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then they surround her. And it's not, by the way, this is, like, in a small, like, area of the ship. We're not talking about, like, she's sitting in front of a judge and jury. It's just a bunch of aliens surrounding this chick. They're like, all right, we're sending to you. And the way they do that is they just start puking on her. They go over and start puking green shit. What? And she starts melting and shit like that. And you're like... Dude, that's a harsh way to die, bro. (laughs) Um, So she's, like, burning and screaming. But then she gets up and she's able to fuck up, like all of the Blade Runner aliens. And then she goes over to the ship and just starts ripping out wiring. And as she's like ripping out wiring and like hugging it, like she starts healing up. So she's, she needs that. Or there's, there's some show where if there's things called Borgs that, you know, just grab anything in the ship and then make that part of their body right they assimilate technology yeah. into yeah. their bodies yeah that's this yeah that's this they, they oh from the very beginning they are not even tr- <laughs> look manborg is this whole other movie this movie is sheborg and they really emphasize the borg part as in remember um star trek next generation borgs because that's all this is right <laughs> that's all this is wow oh man so um yeah she recovers and then she pretty much Jumps into escape pod and flies off. And then you see another escape pod fucking shoot out right after that. Then we cut back to punk rock girls. Then they're in the police station. And I, I noticed Red's wearing a shirt that says Anarchy Rules with three Z's at the end. Oh, man. <sighs> and then this, like, douchebag comes up and he's wearing the same shirt. And he's like... Hey, you like my? You got the same shirt. And she's like, I designed this. And he's like, No, no, this is promoting my band. And I can't remember what the name of his band is, but it's fucking stupid too. But this dude <laughs> looks kind of like a coked out. This dude looks like coked out Tommy Lee. All right. Oh wow. But uh, you mean a more coked out Tommy Lee? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, like Tommy Lee, but like on a fucking like two year binge. Like he looks just fucked up. All right. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, the cops show up and they go, All right, you're released. Get the fuck out of here. Come to find out that Red's dad is the mayor. That's right. And he's like, you know, I'm this close to fucking kicking you out and putting you out on the street and stuff like that. Like, these shenanigans need to stop. And, of course, it's obvious. Red has some daddy issues. All right? Yeah, yeah. She's She's the rebellious girl. Fuck you, dad. Fuck you. Fuck you and your establishment bullshit. Yeah. By the way, through this whole beginning, it's like shitty electronic poppy shit that like almost like stealing from 28 Days Later, but not the good electric sounding stuff, <laughs> but whatever they could get for free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like at this point, I'm like, God damn, just don't give me any music. Like if you're going to have, again, you're showing punks and then, then it's just like, mm-hmm. and just electric shit throughout the entire first half. There are plenty of 
broke ass fucking punk bands. Seriously. That you could get their music for like 50 bucks or just a case of beer. So then we introduce another character who's this purple haired like nerd chick who wears Star Trek shirts and she's looking through the telescope and she sees two meteorites crashing down the earth and she has to investigate. She's like, oh, she's like, this is, I want this place to be the new Roswell. Like, already, she's already established oh, that whatever no. those are, they've got to be aliens, all right? <laughs> uh, so we cut to what lands, and it's uh, Sheborg gets out, and she's landed kind of in the country, except there is a puppy farm nearby, which we'll get into later on. Okay. But she gets out of the ship, and then pretty much... Two of the chicks that are leaving the puppy barn, um, one chick that's kind of butch looking, and then another one, she just has like the scrubs on, stuff like that. And she bored, jumps at them, and then fade to black. And you're like, oh, I guess she murdered them, right? But remember, this is Star Trek Borgs. They don't murder, they assimilate. They make more. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we get back to fucking the punk rock girls again. And they're at the club watching the shitty-ass band that I, again, can't remember what their name is. It doesn't really fucking matter. But it's Tommy Lee's, cocaine Tommy Lee's band and stuff like that. Right. Red could give two shits. But, you know, British Amy Poehler is all about this dude. And he's like, you know, he comes over and he's like, he's wearing a shirt and it says, and it says Puppy Farms. And it's got like a, like, you know fuck puppy farms shit like let's fight the power with that right and like Amy Poehler's British Amy Poehler's just like oh my god you know I feel the same way and he's like yeah you know what I want to fucking raid that place I want to release all the puppies and like fucking like (laughs) and she's like oh fucking do it so she pretty much agrees to let her and Red are gonna meet up with Tommy Lee and fucking jump go in his van and fucking free the puppies All right, adopt don't shop let's be terrorists yeah (laughs) Oh, God. So then we get back to Sheborg, and the first shot we see of her is there's a random dog, and she stomps it to death. That's right. The fuck? Yeah, just the dog is, like, barking at her, and she just walks over and then stomps the shit out of it, right? (sighs) Why didn't she assimilate the dog? Now that would have been a fucking awesome movie if there were a bunch know, of goddamn like they did though it's just android it's just dogs humans, yeah. like cybernetically enhanced dogs. Did you dogs? ever see anything besides humans being assimilated on Star Trek? That's so sad though. I that, know. That, that, that wh- how awesome could this movie have been if there was an army? Yeah, they took over the world with an army of fucking cybernetically enhanced dogs. <laughs> oh, dude! But dun dun dun! Not right that. then, right after she fucking murders a dog. Fucking Blade Runner fucking alien was on the other escape pod. Oh, right. Hops out, starts fucking up Sheboard, just fucking like n- nailing her, and Sheboard is falling down. And you think, all right, well, she's fucking done for. But then Sheboard gets like a sucker punch, and then she has these little spikes, whatever, come out of her, and she stabs her over and over again. Blade Runner chick falls down, and then as Sheboard likes to do, head stomps her too. And so Blade Runner chick is fucking mush and just bleeds out all this green goo everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So, and then, oh yeah, the thing that Sheborg really only says till the very end of the movie is chaos provides, chaos provides, which... What the fuck? I don't know. Again, probably a ripoff of something that the Borg say. I mean... 
Is that some kind of like... Or wait, wait, wait. Resistance is futile, right? Yeah. Chaos provides... I mean, like... I, but yeah. it doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> like, what's the context? I don't know. Yeah. All right. So then we get to this fucked up evil blonde... This, this blonde scientist who is testing shit on puppies. And we get to a table with all these fucking dead puppies opened up. And she's like... Um, what the fuck? And she does some tagline to some cosmetic product. I think it was like Maybelline or something like that. And she laughs, like she's. Well, they definitely evil. didn't use that in the movie because they would get sued the fuck. Well, yeah, but they didn't. Well, they they used close to a tagline of something, but something. not yeah, 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 not exactly. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I noticed, by the way, they do a scan shot of the puppy farm. Um, they're using the term puppy, kind of. Uh, there's a lot of full size dogs. Let's just say that. Like it's not a puppy farm. It's there's some puppies, but then there's just dogs. And I don't know if initially the plan was to have a fuck ton of puppies, but then they're like, just grab some dogs, throw them in kennels, we'll just get shots of it because it's like full size older looking dogs in this kennel. So, but uh, of course, so one of the producers basically had a connection to. Like a fucking shelter or something. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, we're going to use this and just like shoot all these dogs. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. So pretty much she comes, she leaves the facility and then you hear her scream, no, and then fade to black and you assume she has now got her. Oh, my head's hurting. Um, then we come back to Punk Rock Chicks. They're roll up in the van with coked out Tommy Lee and he's going to go fight the power. And then you so you establish in the van, and then it cuts to purple haired nerd chick. It's like this movie need to take some fucking Adderall or something. It's just baby. Oh yeah, this character, this character keeps like bouncing back and forth. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but so purple nerd girl goes to the crash site, and she finds she's walking around, and she sees the dead Blade Runner chick, who all her green goos there, and so she brought a fuck ton of mason jars for some reason, and she's like. Oh my God, I'm going to get all these specimens. This is going to be now the Roswell. I'm going to take this back. I'm going to hit the news. Everybody's going to know about it. This is fucking alien green shit. Fuck yeah. So. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to punk rock girls are going through the puppy farm. They're going to break in. They're like in the lab, the first lab. And dun, dun, dun. The first. Two chicks that left the, the puppy farm that, you know, were created by Sheborg. There they are again, but with Borg technology, which is the metal on their eyes and a okay. little robot arm and shit like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you have Scrubs Borg, and then you have Butch Borg. <laughs> <laughs> and Butch Borg is, like, f- like, fucking them up. Like, yeah, she's throwing them all over the place. And, like... By the way, British Amy Poehler is fucking worthless. Most of the time when they're being attacked, she just screams and screams. Like, Red is the fucking go-to. Like, she grabs a shovel, <laughs> a la fucking Shaun of the Dead, and fucking just starts bashing the shit out of fucking Butch Borg and fucking takes care of that. And then, uh, let's see. <laughs> then we get revealed that, as we already figured, blonde bitch scientist is now blonde Borg. And she has... The doctor's coat on, but with the oh, cybernetic Jesus. thing on there. <sighs> and she grabs fucking Tommy Lee 
and throws him in this cage, and that's where we see purple-haired nerd girl. And it's Tommy Lee, purple-haired nerd girl, and some other random motherfucker. So you know who's the first that's going to be fucked, right? It's probably going to be that dude. So, of course, as they're in the cage, Blonde Borg shows up, grabs the random dude, and takes him off. And you see him put him in a chair, and then there's all these cars with wires. And there is <laughs> Sheborg sitting in one of the cars, and they've taken, like, VCRs and a bunch of, like, whatever, <laughs> and hooked all this stuff up to these cars, and then there's these wires that are on the chair that create the Borgs. So, oh so Sheborg has her own, like, a simulation, like, area. <laughs> oh, my head's fucking hurting. <laughs> Anyhow, so then Blonde Borg comes back, and Tommy Lee is like, were you going to fucking anal probe us? And that's when Blonde Borg goes, that's a good idea. And something throughout the movie is that Blonde Borg decides every person she's going to encounter, or at least a few people, she's going to annually probe. So when we cut back, when the Punk Rock Girls come to save him, literally Blonde Borg has her robot arm but with a drill fucking Annalee probing fucking cocaine Tommy Lee. Oh, oh God. Well, now this is he did give her the idea. That's a dumb thing to say. Now this is the part that really kind of bothered me. I'll be honest. Like, there's one thing to be a shitty movie or just not well acted or the plot's giving me a headache, but they want to stress that all these Borgs have to eat puppies. They have to eat puppies. I guess they have to have some sort of food and puppies, whatever is not human that's near them. So then we get just shots of just dead puppies and like bits and pieces. And that's one thing. All right. But then they've got some where they have them and they're like chopped in half and they're howling and like, and it's just, it's way the fuck over the top. Okay. Right? No, no, no. That, that Like, that, again, like, I could deal with, like, you know, reanimator. You know, you get the the cat. Fucking Return of the Living Dead. You get the fucking half dog. Those are short scenes. This shit just seemed to go on for a long fucking time. This is like shades of, like, Cannibal Holocaust, where they're, like, just butchering the a turtle or yeah. killing a monkey or something. It's like, And they're, like, and then they show a couple. They show one of the Borgs grabbing the puppy and ripping it open and just, like, sucking on it. So it's just, like, you see all the carcasses, and then you see, like... You see the one one of the Borgs eating one of them, and you're just like, okay, we get it. And that I wish I could say that's the last time we see it. But then there's a scene later on where they remind you again. Oh yeah, remember there's a bunch of dead fucking puppies here. God damn it, we get the point. Move on. Now if I'm I'm just gonna say this, if you want to sell a movie and make money on a movie, why are you going to kill the pet that half the world loves exactly the most? And emphasize it. That's the thing. It's not a quick thing. And obviously, the ones that they're eating look <clears throat> fake as shit. Look like a stuffed animal, a stuffed dog. And there's a whar, you know, and then pulling out whatever. But still, just unnecessary. Yeah, it's even when it happens once in a movie, you know, Patrick Bateman kicks a puppy to death, in a, you know, after he kills a bum in yeah. a freaking alleyway in oh, American Psycho. Movies. But I mean, come on, man! If you do that like multiple times in a movie, what do you expect? There's certain movies that uh, Charlotte won't watch if there's, like, any random-ass violence on animals. And when I was done watching this, I said, 
yeah, you can never watch this fucking movie because you will not make it through that fucking scene. No. Dude. And I wouldn't make her watch this anyway because it's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> let's see. All right, so uh, Red and uh, British Amy Poehler free the rest of the dogs. Coincidentally, it looks like most of the older dogs that I was talking about earlier, like, again, <laughs> one day in this kennel, they're like, all right, I just want to do a quick zoom shot of all the dogs and another shot of everybody letting them out. So, luckily... No more puppy murders. The rest of the dogs get away. Yay, punk rock girls. All right. Um, Good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The one Borg shows up, the dude that was next to the cars that got created, he shows up with a fucking weed whacker, and then they're fucking fighting them, and they run to the van where there's coked out Tommy Lee because they just saved him and told him to go to the van while they did everything. And he's fucking dead as they open the door. It was, this was actually a pretty decent practical shot where his guts just start falling out. I was like, all right. I mean, they were fake, but, you know, decent. Um, but then as they're fighting Nerd Girl, they, you know, they release Nerd Girl. And they get, they're like, all right, we can't go to this van. So they go to her van. And just out of reaction, she grabs one of the jars of the green goo. And she fucking throws it at one of the Borgs. What do you know? Blade Runner chicks green goo fucking kills the Borgs. So, well, they take yeah. out a few of them, and I was just thinking, like, what an impressive amount of jars, because I, I think they grabbed, like, 20 fucking amazing jars <laughs> of green shit. I was just like, I know she wanted samples, but was she going to sell this shit or something? <laughs> Maybe she put up an Etsy shop. Exactly. <laughs> Alien goo for sale. <laughs> so, they eventually... Um, Jump in the van after they killed a couple Borgs. There's still a couple running towards them, so they do it. And this is the most action scene of the movie, is that a Borg gets on the back of the van, throws Red, who grabs the door, and then it's sort of a stunt. You know, the van's not going very fast, but Red's hanging onto the door. This intense, like, is she going to fall off? And then eventually Red climbs on the side of the van and then makes it through the sunroof. And then fucks up the board that's in there because, again, British Aim Polar is fucking worthless and can't defend itself. <laughs> all right? So they make it to town, and of course, they go to the police station. They're like, all right, here's the deal. There's this fucking she Borg, and she fucking assimilates other people into Borgs, and then they'll fucking kill people and make them Borgs, and they kill all these puppies. And everybody's looking at them like they're fucking nuts and like, shut the fuck up. And then Red's dad, the mayor, shows up. And he's like, fuck you. Stop trying to get attention. Nobody believes you. Fuck off. So apparently they arrest them. And Red, Amy Poehler, and Purple Nerd are fucking in the cell. And then they decide they need to have like a fighting scene between Red and Amy Poehler. And it's just... (laughs) pathetic and I, I just Aww. like yeah and it's like there's conflict like they like they're following the steps like you gotta have inner conflict you know at one point where the heroes question themselves but then we get to the Borgs evading the town and uh, Tommy Lee's band is practicing and they're like where the fuck is he He's supposed to be here well Blonde Borg fucking rolls up in there what's the first thing she does fucking anal probes the fucking drummer dude 
And then you you see him screaming in pain, and then it cuts to another scene. And you just assume, all right, she's, she's taken out the rest of the band and made them Borgs. Oh, my God, dude. And then you just get quick shots of different people being assimilated. Or I don't even know what the... They probably had a different term, so they would be careful of how they were doing it, since there's a lot of similarities. God, what a legacy, man. Like, he... he offhandedly commented about anal probing and then she decided that was the way it was going to happen yeah. and he condemned his entire band to that fate so um, <laughs> they show up at the police station uh, some of the boroughs show up at the police station and they fuck up pretty much all the cops and Red and everybody they figure out a way to escape nerd girl says she has this hard drive a la Independence Day that could dismantle because apparently they figure out at some point that Sheborg is going to try to make a signal to call other the rest. Borgs yeah. to Earth and say, "Hey, this place is right. This is this place is good for the taking." All right, but she's got this flash drive that fucking it will stop it. So, I mean, <laughs> we're just first contact right into Independence Day on this shit. Oh man! So then you cut to the one of the last cops who goes out to the part of town to investigate there's been some calls of craziness and he gets out of the car and there's two of the band members that are now borgs and they're fucking throwing around just slap bitch slapping them and then blonde borg looks at them and goes hey stop playing with your food <laughs> and so they <laughs> do some lunch thing at him and then it cuts to another scene you're like okay i guess he's fucking dead and then oh and then we cut to um the mayor who is bragging about that the power station, the new power station can provide the most power ever. Like, but you can tell he's got the Borg thing on him and he's being controlled by them. But he still wants to be a mayor even though he's a Borg. What a twist. Yeah, what a twist. (laughs) (sighs) So at this point, we kind of assume now everybody's a Borg. Come find out the one cop that, you know, we faded to black, whatever, that we thought was killed. Now he's still alive. And, of course, he's it's funny because he's all tatted up. And at some point, his shirt just gets ripped off. His, and he just, half the movie, just runs around shirtless. And, like, yeah. oh, man, I'm glad I worked out for this role. But he ends up saving Red and the other two chicks. And they're like, all right, fuck this. We need to make it to Sheborg's station thing and fucking end this. So they're going. And randomly enough, he's speeding. And then... The police cruiser just crashes into a fucking tree, <laughs> like like he's just a bad driver. All of a sudden, I didn't really see anything that really affected it. All of a sudden, he just crashes into a tree, and then they're like up the tree, sort of right. And then they show shots of characters, and then the car flips over, falls down, which I think they didn't expect or something. But then, as they see that, then all these Townsborg people start rolling up. So of course. <laughs> They gotta start fucking them up. And this is where I still hate this movie, but at least there was one thing I could enjoy about it. Okay. They changed the fucking soundtrack to fucking metal and like actually decent metal. Okay. So it's, like, it's like fucking like they're fucking up Borgs and like I was like, alright, good. At least there's something I can sort of enjoy. Yeah, so like the rest <laughs> of the movie is pretty fucking like metal soundtrack. Okay. They should have done that through the entire movie, but they only did it like the last thirty minutes. I also want to note, by the way, everybody sucks in this, except for the mayor. Like, everybody's just 
reading their lines, going through the motions or whatever like that. But he is like really intense with his acting. Like, you know, I will not allow this. And I'm just like, dude, come, what are you doing, man? You don't have to act as well. Like, <laughs> have you not seen how everyone else is doing it? It's not that kind of movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they just keep trying to do that. So, of course, they fucking fuck up as many of the Borgs as they can. And they realize one thing you can do is just yank the cables out of their headpiece that goes to their neck piece, and that'll fucking kill them. Cause they, Seems like they a design flaw to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they acquired some more green goo, but whatever. You know, like, uh, so they have some green goo, but they're like, oh shit, this makes it a lot easier. But I think some Borgs die by that, some don't. I don't know. <sighs> so we end up with kind of the matchups of some of the Borgs versus other people and it's red versus blonde Borg who by the way at this point now her one of her robot hand has syringes on it because she's a <laughs> fucking doctor and they're fighting and I will be I will be honest um, I've never seen someone have their head slammed in a door multiple times and survive the way they do this to red because she's fighting blonde Borg and Blondborg smashes her head through the fucking window, right? And then takes a car door and, like, repeatedly fucking, oh, like, shit. slams it. And I'm just thinking, okay, so Red's dead. But Red must have the most amazing strong head ever. Because, no, she's not dead. I'm just thinking, all right, cool. Because most motherfuckers, that's, like, the end scene. Like, and uh, door slam, yeah. death. Not for Red. Um, the uh, other two are hiding out while Red's fighting Blonde. Borg, and then purple nerd girl's like, you know what? Have we even tried talking to them? <laughs> Can't She's we like, all just get along? Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> like she is like, you know, we're treating this as one thing, like an invasion, but couldn't this be like Close Encounters? I think she says, like, can we make this like Close Encounters 7 or something? Oh my gosh. So... Wow. <laughs> There's some more fighting. This is where, I'll be honest, at this part, I, I passed out and then had to go back and rewatch it because it just kind of drags on. Let's just say, at some point, um, Red defeats Blonde Borg by getting a car and then rolling over her over and fucking over and fucking over and fucking over again. <laughs> and then she finds the main power cable because at this point, Sheborg has started her uh, sending her satellite feed, you know, up through into space. So she... Takes it out with one cord, like two extension cords. Just yank. All right, there you go. No power. (sighs) (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Yeah. And then we, uh, so we get to now. I will give this movie props on something else. So, Sheborg, they fuck up. They they fuck up most of the other boards. So now it's just down to Sheborg. Amy, British Amy Poehler is like starting to fight now. You know, it just took her most of the fucking movie to get the confidence and everything. Okay. But she's fighting, but then she has to fight Sheborg, who fucks her up. Literally rips her tongue out. Oh, and shit. And then goes into her and pulls out her heart and just fucking kills her. I'll be honest, I did not expect that. I got to give me props on that, all right? All right, all right, you know. Unexpected I not, death. I did not see that going. Harsh but, way to go. Well, apparently, as Red's fighting Sheborg, and it looks like Sheborg's going to beat the fuck out of Red, just like she did to British Amy Poehler. But Red has that secret part of that green goo left, and she fucking stabs her with that shit, and that finally kills fucking... I guess she hit... 
the right part of the... I guess she had to stab her, and then there was an actual opening so she could put the green shit in Sheborg instead oh, of on the outside. All right, all right. And that melts her and then everything. And then she goes over to British Amy Poehler. She's dead. And then there's some really shitty fucking emo music. And just when I was like, getting excited about all the metal music, and it turns into some shitty emo music. Oh, man. Cut to... They don't tell us the time period, but now you've got red, purple-haired nerd, and the cop, but they're in post-apocalyptic gear. Like, and the van is like <laughs> Road Warrior set up with fucking spikes and shit like that. And I'm like, oh, this takes place sometime in the future. I guess. But then you see two more meteorites coming down, and then pretty much you're like to assume that some of the Borgs got the call, and they're coming to Earth. And she's like, Red looks at it and she's like, let's go take out those metal motherfuckers. Credits. Oh, man. There's a <laughs> there's some credits, and then there's a credit scene that just shows a different Sheborg, but nothing happens. You just you see her turn around, and it's a different Sheborg, and she probably says the same thing. Chaos provides whatever, and then it cuts to black, and that was it. But, oh. man, <laughs> oh, this movie, again, I, 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 it's such a blatant ripoff of the Borg and Star Trek. It's just hard to watch. Like, change a few things around, all right, people? Oh, man. God well, damn it. you know, hey, so it wasn't Manborg. No, Manborg is fucking amazing. I love Manborg. Yes. I just discovered that Manborg, the director of that, has gone on to make some of the movies I also really fucking dig besides Manborg, like The Void. So Goddamn right. Manborg was so much fun. This was a challenge. And again, sometimes I, I could just mail it in, but I was like, let's see what happens here. And it was the only thing that I would say encouraged me, it was good that I watched it to the end, was seeing British Amy Poehler fucking bite it. Because I didn't expect that. I, I figured this was going to be cookie cutter. Yeah. And they, they fucking killed her. All right. Good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to give at least one good twist, right? Yeah. But besides that, the acting sucks. Most of the dialogue is dog shit. A lot of the fighting sequences are if, like, you and me were to choreograph, like, all right, dude, like, I'm going to go at you, and you just kind of, like, move your head, and, like, like, <laughs> but it's us. Like, you know, like, no. It just no actual fighting choreography, so. But that was Sheborg. Oh, uh, boy. All yeah. right. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck it. And again, like, there's some fun parts in it, but you got all this stuff I already said, and all the dead fucking puppies, all right? Like, if there was any kind of wink-wink part of this movie, but uh, you can't watch it because of all the dead puppies. You can't do that. The plethora. I'm sorry. I don't care what kind of movie you're making. <laughs> yeah. You can't fill a movie with a bunch of dead dead dogs. Exactly. Like, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's wrap this up. Um all right. Thank you so much for listening to Beautiful Disasters. Uh, give us suggestions. You can contact us on Facebook, Beautiful Disasters Podcast, or through email, beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got some fun stuff coming up in the future uh, for the podcast. Um, 
I like um, your shirt there. What is that? Is that a oh, new Beaver Disaster shirt? It is. It finally came. Oh, shit. That's it got delivered tight. to my old address. Ah, Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, Beautiful Disasters Schlock Abuse Program. Looks just I, like the Battle Royale imprint. It is God, fucking awesome. Yeah, I fucking love this shirt yeah. so much. It's so badass. So, um, and I guess no, you get that from... Oh, yeah, T-Public. T-Public, yep. yeah. That's that's where all of the GUI shirts exist. And a quick way to do that, just you can go to, you know, uh, GUIpodcast.com. There's I think it's the right first there. link, right? That's it's right. Boom, Bam. right there. Get yep. some merch, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good shirts on there um, for all the podcasts. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, what else we got? That's it, right? That's it. Fuck it. All right. I've been the Groots. FU Hunter. Thanks for listening. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.